another fantastic episode of the Towing the Line podcast. Still have not decided on a new name, so I'm just going to roll with this one for the foreseeable future, and I'm sure at some point something will just fly into my brain and I'll know the moment it hits me for what it the new name will be if I change it, that is. So for the time being, it is Towing the Line podcast. Uh, I have started an Instagram page. If you want to check that out, I haven't posted a lot, but I plan on posting plan on posting shit that I reference in the podcast to that page um, just to keep it clean rather than posting it on my personal one. Bit of backstory too relating to that. I remember back, like I remember I had a personal page and then I started my fitness page, which is now my new personal page. And then now I've started a podcast page so many branches the reason I started my fitness page was because I was like I don't want to post about fitness on my personal page and then it got to the point where I was like this is kind of what I do now this is my life like this is all the things I enjoy I share like I've met so many friends I've met so many cool people through doing this that this is like my personal page so I ended up moving to that one full time and now um, the my initial OG personal page is just sitting there with pictures on it that I don't really do much with anymore. Anyway, um, so what did I get up to this week? Didn't do a lot, didn't do a whole lot. I um, basically just, you know, did the usual training, stuff like that. I did hit the gym and train legs for the first time in probably like, I want to say six months but that's a lie it wasn't six months probably like three months yeah that's more that's more realistic three months first time in three months because i had to stop i didn't have time to do like mm, proper strength sessions um in the eight weeks leading up to my iron man so i just didn't do them so it's probably been three months um and i did that on monday and i only just got over it yesterday and i am recording this sunday the 4th of july um so yeah that was fun it was my legs were were trashed. They were so sore for like, what, four days. It was worse than how I pulled up after my Iron Man. Like I couldn't walk. I'd, every time I'd have to get up, I would like second guess it. I'd be like, do I really need to get up? Do I need to stand up? Can I just sit down? Can I just stay here seated and not have to move? Getting out of my car was a chore. Everything was fucked. So I'm glad to be over that hump and I will be training legs again this week. So hopefully I don't have to go through the same pain. I, In hindsight, I probably went a little too hard for my first session and like my legs, my quads were cramping a little bit during that session, but I was like, ah, fuck it, should be right. I'm in now, no turning back. So yeah, I... Couldn't, didn't really have the right to complain about having sore legs because I did it to myself, but I complained a whole lot because, well, I complained to myself mostly and Caitlin because my legs were sore and I wanted to complain, so sue me. Um, yeah, so that led to, I had, um, yeah, it led to making my training very difficult. Like runs was, I did, I think I ran Wednesday, Thursday, and those runs both started or maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Anyway, those runs both started in like brisk walks because I couldn't fucking break my legs free of the tension until they warmed up, that is. So that was rough. And then Thursday, I had a trainer set that I couldn't finish. I finished the time duration, but I couldn't hit my targets. They were, um, yeah, they were fucking rough. So that was, that was a lot of not fun for me. I hate not being able to finish sessions, so I took it to heart and it hurt a lot. Um, and then Friday was a rest day, which was lovely. And then yesterday, Saturday, I rode with James and we like, we went for a three hour ride just on the road bikes. Um, and we didn't cover a lot of distance, but yeah, we just cruised and explored some, some new realms, hit some pretty tasty hills. Yeah, it was good. The ride felt like it took fucking forever, mind you. Like we were out there for three hours and it felt like we were doing a six hour training ride. Um, we were just cruising. It wasn't, wasn't hard by any means, but it just felt like it took forever. And I'm still not, I'm not used to my, my road bike seat. So that was a whole, whole thing too. The last probably 20 minutes, I just wanted to stand up the whole way because my undercarriage was not feeling the best. 
Um, and then we ran 5Ks off the bike, which was good. It was supposed to rain uh, and it didn't. So that was an added bonus because it was fucking freezing. So the rain would have just added to it and made it so much worse. But yeah, then this morning hit a nice 20K run with my boy, Dr. Fat, Benjamin, or as I referred to him earlier in the earlier episode, the first episode, BJ. I don't know where that came from, but BJ Smith. Um, yeah, ran 20Ks with him. It was good. We didn't shut up the whole way. Uh, I thought we would, because we haven't caught up properly in a few weeks. Uh, so there was a lot of shit talking to be done and we did a lot and we still didn't get through all of it. So we even had breakfast afterwards and we still had a lot of shit to chat. So hopefully we will have another run this week where I can, we can fucking continue talking shit, but yeah, it was good. 20 Ks, nice and easy pace. I think we averaged 515, which was good. Heart rates were low, which is what you want on long runs. I've learned that the hard rate, hard way. The purpose of a long run is time on the legs and you don't want to have a high heart rate for the whole run. You don't want to have a high heart rate on the run because you want to allow your body to still recover from you know a big training day on Saturday. So a long, slow run with a low heart rate is far more beneficial than going out and flogging yourself and then not recovering from Saturday, further um, straining your body on the Sunday and then on the Monday you will be fatigued and you won't be able to hit your session properly. So long, slow runs are where it's at. Um, so that was fun. And now I am recording this podcast, watching the wind outside, and it looks very cold. I'm lucky I'm in tracksuit pants and a jumper, so I'm not cold. I had to take my beanie off, though, because my head was overheating, and that was not fun. Um, there was other shit that I covered. Oh, I did this fucking killer back workout on at the gym on um thursday i think it was so simple just an empty barbell it was like 10 um 10 bar 10 barbell curls strict and like two second negative 10 barbell curls then it was 15 bent over barbell rows with a one second pause and a two second negative and then it was uh 20 tricep extensions over the head with a 15 kilo dumbbell and then it was just a sled push and pull about on a 25 meter track um and that was yeah i'm so sore from that like that kicked my ass as bad as the squats did on monday so that was a good feeling um yeah so what do i want to cover off today today's podcast is i wanted to try and touch on how challenge brings along growth will bring challenge brings along growth for you and whoever's, I guess, face the challenge. Um, oh, one more thing I would also like to touch on is I have started reading, as per recommended by the podcast guru, Joe Rogan, uh, The Four Agreements. So I've started reading that book and I don't like reading. I never read, but I'm reading it and I'm about a chapter in and I'm enjoying it. So I like the concept of it. If you have a chance, check it out. It's worth, it's worth you know, it's worth looking at, at least, if you do anything. Um, all right, cool. So moving on to the topic or the purpose of today's podcast being challenge equals growth. I'm a huge believer in how um, in, in, in challenging yourself and pushing yourself to, to grow as an individual. And you just learn so much through challenge. It's insane. Every time I've faced a challenge as a person, whether it's through an event or just life in general, I've always come out the other side, like learning new things, learning cool things. It's just, I learned so much about myself and how I view others or how I treat others because you just don't know. Everyone's got their own shit they've got to fight. So I just believe that challenge is such a big part of, of life and you need to, I, I believe you need to expose yourself to challenge to try and, I, I guess, get used to, get used to dealing with it. And if you're not used to dealing with it, then you just, I guess you don't, you're not prepared. And if a challenge pops up, then it's like, oh, what the fuck? I don't, I don't, uh, and you kind of freeze and you freak out. Whereas if you expose yourself to challenge frequently, like I, I, I do through exercise, you understand the, the concept of, you know, it's going to end. You've just got to push through it. Like you've just got to hang tough, try and clear your head and think, 
you've got to try and think clearly and you will get to the other side you've just got to fucking tough it out and that's what a lot of that's what a lot of my training was in the iron probably to the iron man and what a lot of my events and stuff i've done in the past are it's literally just just keep moving forward and you will fucking get you will get through it you will get to the other side and when you do you will realize okay cool i'm now capable of this so you know where you're at and i feel like it's just a never-ending process of oh i don't think i can do that i've done that oh i'm better than i thought okay this is the new point this is the new line like you keep moving that line forward you reach it you step over it you push it forward and that's like that's what life is you're just constantly finding new levels for yourself i'll use a goku or super saiyan dragon ball z reference you're just constantly ascending to the next level and i just don't think there is a, there isn't a limit or there shouldn't be a limit you shouldn't think there's a limit you'll um you just keep pushing it forward and that, that i guess that's what i get from my training i will always so when i was training for my ironman i'm a believer in there's certain moments when you have to just embrace embrace it embrace the suck as nick bayer would say you've just got to suck it up there are certain moments in training that will present themselves i have learned to like recognize those moments and be like all right this is a a key moment this is a key slot in the timeline that i'm gonna have to face this challenge and overcome it and when i get to the other side i'm gonna fucking level up this is the moment i remember i faced so i'll give two examples two or three depending on whether i can think of the third one while i'm talking so the first one flashback to 19 no flashback to mid 2020 amidst the covid um, outbreak in victoria I was, you know, training, everything was going really well. And then I had got a niggle in my glute and it kind of had worked its way up. And it ended up, I ended up spraining my facet joint in my back. And it got to the point where I was just pushing through it because I was like, fucking challenge. Yeah. Like, yeah, push through it. And then I ended up fucking injured. I couldn't walk, couldn't even get out of bed, couldn't walk for like a week. And then I, I started to try and ease back into training. And then once I realized I could ride and kind of do stuff, I like went full ham again and injured my back by the end of the next week. So I had injured it on the Monday and then by the Saturday, I was on the bike again. And then by the Tuesday, the next week, I was in bed again, unable to move because I'd fucked my back again. Um, And then that time I was like, all right, you have to do this properly. You can't rush this shit. And then the challenge for me was actually being slow, slow in the recovery process to actually get back to full health. And my coach, Nicola, sorry, I'm going to take a drink. My coach, Nicola, said some very wise words to me amidst that injury. She was like, you look forward, like, in picture, you know, three months down the track. You want to have rehab this properly and you want to be further ahead than where you are now. That's how you want to approach it. And he's like, she's like, imagine if you don't do it properly now and you get to three months from now and you're still dealing with this niggle and you haven't progressed. Like, you don't want to do that. You want to be, you know, way further ahead than you are now. And I kind of took that on board. I was like, fuck, you're right. Like, I need to start looking at things like that. I need to start looking ahead and being like, all right, what changes can I make now that are going to make my life better in the future? And I guess that's why I decided to start this podcast now too. Because I was like, if I start this now and I put in the, the hard yards, I kind of get the get the gist of it. I figure things out. I, you know build whether i build an audience or not i put in the yards now and i learn how to do this then it might be something i can do in two years that's you know beneficial i might have a few episodes out there i might might be good at talking so i've i've been big at that i think okay what do i need to change now to make sure that my life is good in or everything's set up properly in three months from now and that's kind of how i've started approaching different things um, so I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yes. So for me, the challenge in that was recovery and realizing that I needed to look after my body in the recovery side of things. And I think I had purchased a whoop around that time as well. I think I got it. Yeah, I got it in July and that happened in August. So I started, I was like, all right, I need to focus. I need to look at my whoop. I need to, you know, check my sleep patterns i need to check my recovery patterns i need to see what works what doesn't work and this and that and i had 
I was just experimenting with a bunch of things. Like I started doing ice baths. I made an ice bath at home out of a freezer chest. I haven't used it in a very long time, but that did a lot for me. Um, I started stretching after doing especially long sessions. So not so much. So I did warm up as well. So I stretched after my long rides and runs, not swimming so much unless I was especially tight, but it's just, I would always stretch after long rides and runs. And what I would do it to make sure I did it is I would have a minute timer set up on my phone and I would hit uh, the couch stretch on my left leg, couch stretch on my right leg. Then I would do a glute left, glute right. And then I would do hamstrings and I would, I would do those stretches every time I finish a long ride or a run religiously. And I still do, uh, because it was like it, it, when I sprained my facet joint, it was apparent that it was because I had, you know, tight hips, tight glutes, and then also a weak core. So I started training core as well. I started doing planks within my workouts or after my, after my workout sessions, just to make sure my core was up to par. So I implemented those things through that challenge i learned those lessons through injuring my back you know two times in two weeks um and that that has obviously helped me today too i'll always do warm-ups as well i'll always activate my glutes i'll always do a bit of a um what's it called the pigeon stretch i'll do shit like that before running before riding like as soon as i get out of bed it's like all right first thing i'm going to do warm up because that's how you prevent injuries and I've, i've learned that through experiences and challenges and face being faced with injury and stuff like that so you learn you learn through that shit whether it's good or bad um the next kind of example i'm gonna show is i oh so i remember what the other two is great so first one this was in my iron man training block um it was a really shit weekend in melbourne like stormy rainy horrible weather and it was the last long ride I had before I started the severe taper. So I'm talking like it was a 180k ride. So like five and a half hours maybe. And then the week after was like two hours. So it was insane. I just had to get through this one last week. And this last week just so happened to fall on the like, it was fucking atrocious weather. So James and I made the call to go and drive out to Seymour. So drive for about an hour to avoid the storm. Um, And we, you know, we did, we got there. We were there by like eight o'clock. We're like, great, this is going to be fantastic. Like the skies were actually clear. It was freezing, but it was clear skies. We started riding. The road was good. Not many cars were flying along. Got about 20 minutes in and then James, James's tire was was flat and we're like oh shit okay we'll stop we'll fix this and on inspecting it it was fucked like it it must have he must have accidentally ridden over some glass or something and had shredded the wall of his tire so we could have changed it put a new tube in but you know two seconds later we would have had another flat because it wasn't going to be protected anymore so we were like oh shit so i rode back got the car by the time we got back to the got back in the car it was probably like i don't know 9 30 it was probably later it was probably 10 o'clock we didn't get back home till like, oh, I didn't get back home till I think 11.30. By the time I set my bike up on the trainer because it was shit weather, it was probably 12.30. And then I was like, all right, I have to ride for four and a half hours on the trainer. And yeah, I just accepted it. I was like, all right, this is a challenge. This is something I'm going to have to overcome and it's going to prepare me for this Ironman. Um just suck it up and get through it. I just, you know, that that's the mentality I had. I was like, just picture 7.30, 8 o'clock tonight, lying in bed, watching a movie, all cozy, and being able to have a good sleep. Like, after after having a nice shower, like, just picture that. That's what you're going to get to. I was like, all right. Like, just sucked it up. And I was like, game time. This is practice. Practice run. Iron Man mentality. So, that's what I did. I just sucked it up hit the four and a half hours on the train and then I had to run 14 Ks. Um, I didn't anticipate it getting dark as quick as it did. So I ended up finishing in pitch black darkness, running with um, no light and there was kangaroos everywhere. It was fucking sketchy as. I've, uh, sidebar, I got chased by a kangaroo once too, one morning. Um, it was terrifying. I got, they're so scary because they're so like, I don't know, blank faced. And they're so athletic. This one wasn't even big. It was like a small, medium, medium to small kangaroo. 
and uh, what happened was I promise I will return back to the point I was talking about um but I was oh man all right I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump around here I'm gonna jump back to the story then I'll tell you the kangaroo story in a sec so basically I ended up finishing in complete darkness you know it was freezing cold I was lucky enough that Caitlin prepared dinner for me so I got home had some chips and a burger. I wasn't even that hungry because I was just fucking, I was just exhausted. Um, I ended up getting my nice warm shower, jumping in a bed, watching a movie. It was the best. I was like, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for this moment of sleeping in my comfy, cozy bed um, after doing, after achieving what I'd achieved. I knew I'd have to get up the next day and run. I think it was like 30 Ks, but I was like, for this moment, this is all I wanted. And it was, I was so grateful. I had such a rich appreciation for just being in a fucking bed and having a shower. And that's another thing that these challenges bring you. They make you appreciate the little things. So like another example of this happening is, I think it was at the end of 2019, me and two mates decided, I think it was like the 23rd of December or something, or something ridiculous. It might, no, it might've been a week before that. So we decided it was like a 48 degree day in melbourne we we're like let's go for a 48k ride that'd be pretty gnarly hey and the bushfires were like going going on pretty heavy so there was smoke haze everywhere it was like no sun like just a red haze over the sky because the smoke was so thick and we we're like let's fucking go for a ride it's gonna be sick so we got out there and it was just hot like so dry your mouth like everything was just it felt like you were just getting the moisture was getting sucked out of you and you were drying out. It was gnarly as. We didn't go fast, but it was it was hard work. We ended up pulling up. We were almost done. We ended up pulling up at this primary school, and it was like all we wanted was just to fill our bottles up with water because they were empty. And we, would, we turned the taps on, and they were just hot because it was so hot. The water was so hot, and we we couldn't. There was no water coming out. It was we had run the taps for like five minutes, and we was like, "There's no cold water here. What's going on?" And eventually, like, some cold water started coming through and we were like, yes! We started pouring it on ourselves. It was the best. It was the most I've ever appreciated just having cold water. Cold, drinkable water that could, like, quench this fucking thirst after riding for, I don't know, it might have taken us nearly two hours in this um, extreme heat. And it was, like, the appreciation we had for it was so, so raw, so simple and... It was so, just so rich and like, oh, it was, yeah, it's, it just brings you when you face challenges and shit like that, it just brings you to this point of you're so raw. You have no, there's nothing, you don't pretend there's no lies. You can't put on this facade. If you're putting on a facade, you can't put on bullshit. You are who you are. And that's what I love about it. So like you just have this appreciation for water. It's fucking water. Like we take it for granted every day, but just being able to drink it and have cold water was the most amazing thing. And I will always remember that moment. I will always fucking remember it. But like, I feel, yeah, that it just brings you, it strips you back. It makes you, makes you so bare when you face extreme challenges. Like, and obviously these, I'm talking about these challenges from a personal perspective, but these challenges vary. Like everyone's level of challenge is different. So for me, I've done a few different things of like, you know, my line has been pushed further and further and further throughout my life. I've, you know, faced all sorts of different shit, whereas someone may not have faced a lot of things. So for me, you know, running a kilometer is like, great, whatever. I'm happy to do that at the end of, say, running fucking 40 Ks. I'll just run an extra K because who cares? It's one kilometer. Like, it's not a big deal. But for someone else, running one kilometer is huge. And you have to respect that. You have to understand that everyone's level is different. If you don't understand that, then you're an asshole because you you, you got to respect other people's boundaries. Like I remember when I was first starting out, like I'd look at people doing huge runs and shit, huge rides. And I was like, how the fuck do you do that? I'd look at Ironman when training for, when I completed my first half Ironman, I was like, how the fuck am I going to do double? I just did it. I finished it, you know, and like you can't, you Everyone's level is different, basically, and you can't judge other people for having a different level to you because that's just not fair. So um, what was the point of me saying all this? Basically, just everyone has to challenge. I think everyone should challenge themselves because it's going to benefit you in more ways than you can think. It'll open your perspective on life. It'll help you appreciate the little things more. And 
of, I think it'll help you respect and appreciate other people's challenge too. Even whether, whether it's bigger or smaller than yours, like everyone's level is different. I was talking to Ben this morning on our run and he was saying that, you know, some people like he just did the, uh, I can't remember what it was called, Surf Coast Marathon, I think, a 42K trail run, like with some sand running in there as well. And he was saying that some people are saying to him like, oh my God, how did you do that? What the fuck? And he's got a goal of running 200Ks. Um, yeah, he's got a goal of running 200Ks. I think, I can't remember the time frame of it, but it's in the next, I think it's in the next 12 months. And I think, yeah, 200 Ks, 200 kilo deadlift within 12 months of each other. So I think it's within 12 months. Anyway, not the point of the, the fucking story. He was saying he's been watching a lot of ultra marathons with guys running like, people running like 260 Ks, 260 miles, like something stupid shit. And he's like, for me, running a marathon is like, fuck all, because I look at what these guys are doing and it's like, it's literally not even a full full day. Like it's nothing. It's four fucking hours. But to some people, running a marathon is like insane and unfathomable. So everyone has a different level of challenge and it doesn't it doesn't take away from the principle. If you challenge yourself, you're still gonna grow and you're still gonna push that line. Whether it's a big whether it's you know, for me running a fucking doing an Ironman or someone running a hundred K a hundred meters or you know, a kilometer, it's still gonna challenge them just as much. Just be, it's just a different, you know, just a different perspective. They're still given the same effort that I'm giving, but it's just relative to their, what they've been through. <clears throat> so yes, um, I'm going to jump back and tell this kangaroo story quickly before I jump into one of the most challenging things I've done before. So, um, give me two secs. There was, um, this, so there was uh, one morning I was coming back from a run. I was cooked. I think it was like 18 k's I was running from home and I was exhausted and I ran past this kangaroo and it's like little joey and I was like oh that's so cute and then anyway the joey like must have got startled by me I wasn't running close to them or anything I was running in the middle of the road and they were kind of like off to the side in a paddock and the joey must have got startled and like hauled ass hopped through the fence and then just hopped past me across the road to the other side and I was like oh okay kept running and then I could hear this like the footsteps of the kangaroo hopping behind me and I was like, what the fuck? What is that noise? I was like, oh, the mum must be following it across. So I just let it go. And I'd probably run, you know, 20 meters. And I was like, it's still there. Looked back and it was fucking chasing me. And it was like hot on my tail. Like it was right there, right up my shit up. So I um, put the afterburners on and started fucking sprinting. And it was like just blank face looking at me, hopping there. Just, I wasn't gaining on it. I was hauling ass. I was running, I was fucking sprinting. It was really hard to because I just finished a long run. Um, and I was, yeah, sprinting across the fucking road. And the only reason it stopped was because I came to a main road and crossed the main road. And it was like, oh, cool. And then turned around and hopped away. But it was absolutely terrifying. And then that kind of led me to think. I was like, afterwards I was pondering it. I was like, man, kangaroos are so underrated as like, they could be... Um, what's it called they could be like the maddest predators not predators but like they could be the maddest killers like i mean the only things that could really fuck them up in australia is crocodiles and there's none in uh victoria so like what are going to kill kangaroos in victoria maybe dogs or foxes probably not because foxes are pussies maybe they'll get a little baby joey if it's left you know malnourished or some shit but they're fucking savages like all it would take is for one kangaroo to like, I don't know, decide to fucking punch or beat up a human. And it would be like, wait, that was really easy. What the fuck? Goes back to its kangaroo gang. And it's like, guys, you know how we're really scared of these tall like meatbag things that walk around on two legs with hairs on their head, but nowhere else, sometimes on their face. And they wear clothes. They, they wear these weird things on their bodies. Yeah, they're not actually that scary. Like, I just beat the fuck out of one and it didn't take much effort at all. And then that word would so slowly spread through the kangaroo camps until they realized they were like, guys, we can just, if they're not in their cars, they're soft as fuck. We just beat them up. And then all of a sudden the kangaroos take over and we lose. Because if you think of it, if you came face to face with a kangaroo, you are fucked. They would gut you, kick the shit out of you and wouldn't even think twice. Like, do it and just hop off. There's no laws. 
The kangaroo's not going to go to jail. Doesn't give a shit. All it's all it's thinking is like, you're threatening me. I'm going to stop you from threatening me. That's it. Done. So yeah, I had that thought after I got chased. So now every time I see a kangaroo, I'm like, please don't kill me. I respect you. I'm a vegan. I would. I eat the same food you eat. So hopefully that saves me. I've actually been chased twice. There was another time it was early, early morning and it was very dark. I couldn't see anything. I had a torch and it chased me. I had to hide behind a tree. And then I was like, that's it. I'm going to start making dog noises to scare it off. So I started barking like a dog and the kangaroo eventually hopped off, which was um, humiliating. But, you know, I did what I had to do. And this one was fucking big too. So I'm not even ashamed. Not even once. Um, So all this talk moving back to the challenge chat so all this i like that challenge chat that's good i might actually name the fucking episode that hey it's pretty cool i'm gonna write that shit down so um moving on with the challenge chat i want to talk about another thing like i want to talk about how challenge strips you bare and reveals who you are as a person so i've done a lot of challenging things in my um short endurance career if you want to call it's not really much of a career in my short dabble in endurance and one of the one of the events one of the other events that has probably other than two baits that has stripped me back and made me as you know revealed who i am as bare as possible would have been when ben and i did a 16 hour ride for violence against women at the eltham leisure center so the premise of this was we had to keep the wheels spinning on a stationary bike for 16 hours and we decided all right the best way that we're going to approach this is do 10 out 10 minutes each for 16 hours and we started at 5 30 finished at 9 30 and that was rough like by the end of it i was so you know i just like you feel so primitive you feel so you know uh vulnerable because you are like you've just depleted everything you don't have the patience for bullshit like if you ever want to know what I truly think of you, come and find me after a long training session on a Saturday after I've had to ride for, you know, three or four hours and run 15Ks. Like, come and ask me what I think of you then and I'll fucking tell you because I don't give a shit. That's how I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I will tell you the cold, hard truth because I don't have the patience to, I don't have the energy to be sitting there thinking, oh, maybe I should word it like this to conserve feelings or maybe i should do this this and that it doesn't have to be negative but like i'm just using that as an example maybe i should you know sugarcoat it shouldn't sugarcoat it like this i don't have the time for that so you just get what i think straight away and that's it so i think it's a fantastic way to find out who you are as a person because you you are you're stripped back of everything there's nothing that you can hide behind and that 16 hour ride did that for me big time like i remember sitting there i was like I feel so vulnerable right now. Like it's, I'm at the end of everything. I just, I've given it all. Like I'm I'm exhausted. I just remember feeling so stripped back, so bare and so vulnerable. And that's when I start telling people how I truly think of them, whether it's good or bad, because it's like, I'm so vulnerable through this exercise that nothing else really, really matters. So it's a cool feeling. It's a weird feeling, but it's a cool feeling. And when you get used to it, when you get somewhat used to it, you can kind of explore that. And I, I love, that's what I love. Like I don't listen to a lot of music or I occasionally listen to podcasts on my long rides, but usually it's just, uh, you know, headphones in the back pocket just in case I really need to listen to something. And I will just, you know, go out there and think, think stuff. And then when I get, when I, you know, find inevitably find a point where I'm like really, really challenged, that's when I start thinking of that stuff. And I start thinking of like, you know, who I am as a person I start finding things out, like I start having, I start interviewing myself, like if I was to do this podcast with myself, which I am, I start interviewing myself, I start answering questions about myself, to myself, and I just find things out, I'm like, all right, this is, you know, this is a character flaw, this is something I probably should work on, this is something that, you know, in the past has caused me grief, I need to, I need to start improving on this, and I'll just figure things out, and like that, I guess that's another, another aspect to the to the whole endurance endurance thing it you know allows you to discover yourself more than a short 40 minute workouts because when you're out there for a couple of hours you got time to think you got time to you know go over things with yourself in your head and you do you do you just spend hours doing it um 
so yeah that's another another fantastic aspect challenge brings brings you i suppose not endu- not just endurance but challenge so moving on to probably the most challenging thing that i've done in my uh, well, not career in my in my life one of the most challenging things i've done in my life would have been the two bays trail run so that was at the start of 2020 it was setting up that was the first event in a year that i was supposed to do a lot of events but they all got all went to shit because of covid so i did two base trail on with ben and the gray wolf uh shane shane egan ben smith and shane egan bj bj smith um we signed up for a 56k trail run and we were like great like i'd been training for a little bit for us so i should have been fine ben had done a little bit of training too and so did so shane like we were all pretty we, we were all quietly confident in ourselves um we rocked up you know i decided to change shoes the, the day before i'd been running in hockers so i think the clifton sixes and i was like fuck it i'm gonna break out my old uh innovate trail shoes and that's what i decided to run in so that was my biggest mistake that i'd made before i even started but i didn't know that at the time and we probably got about would have been not probably like 14 k's in or something and i was like Usually, when you get to the 14k mark in a run, you've shaken off anything. Like usually, you start a bit rusty, and then you get into it, and then you shake that feeling off, and then you're kind of like, oh, "We're rolling now." Like we feel pretty good. But I got to the 14k mark, and I was like, oh, "I still feel like shit. My feet are hurting. These rocks, I don't feel good under my feet. Like I don't like the feeling of this." Kept going, and then you know, it just like it didn't really get better. I was hurting a lot. Like I was hanging back behind the boys a bit. Um, and then we got to the 28k mark, like the turnaround and we, we started going again and I was like, Oh fuck. That's when it really started. Like we kind of spread out a bit. I think we were all, well, we were, I know we, but we spoke, we've spoken about it since. And we were all facing our own little demons that day. Like it was the hardest run we've done. I can't remember how long it took. I think it might've been five hours or something, but that probably the last 20k was fucked like that i just remember for me i know the other boys had the same kind of experience it was like i for me i had to just i was like guys i gotta i gotta keep going like i kind of had to just run by myself i was like i need to just i can't have you know other people around talking chatting i was like i need to just fucking suffer in my head and get through this and that's that that was kind of the best thing for me i just you know kept kept trugging along putting one foot in front of the other and just sucked it up it hurt so much my feet were fucked i just remember for like 20 k's i had my watch was on the fritz too so i didn't have a real gauge of time i didn't have a gauge i had a gauge of time didn't have a gauge of distance so i just remember putting one foot in front of the other for like what felt like an eternity and i I didn't know what kilometer i was at until eventually i got to the point where i could start to hear people you know cheering people finish and then like that spurred me on a little bit across the line and I was just done. Like I had nothing. And then the boys crossed the line shortly after. And we were just like, what the fuck? That was so rough. Like the car ride home, we, we, we spoke about it a bit and stuff like that. But it wasn't until, I guess, recently after doing other things, we've realized that that was the hardest event we've, we've, we've had to face um, mentally. So like I remember I pulled up sore for like a week. My feet were fucked. My calves were fucked. My shins were just obliterated. Everything was ruined because I chose the wrong shoes. And yeah, we've just spoken since and it's like that that's the hardest challenge. Like that's for me that was I remember that being way harder than the Ironman I've just done. Like the Ironman I was ready for. I knew what I was getting into. I'd done the training and I went in and I executed executed the plan. Yeah, it was fucking hard. Yeah, I faced moments where I wanted to stop and my feet hurt, but I was prepared. I, I, I got through it like I expected to get through it. I knew what I had to do. And I think that the reason I did that, I think it all stems back to the lessons I learned at two bays. And I'm sure the other boys would, you know, resonate with that. Like Shane's gone on to run fucking 100K runs and shit like that. I'm sure he would go back to that, that first time doing two bays and the lessons he learned doing that race. Like I had... I learned so much and I've carried that through to like my Ironman or my half Ironman. I, I know that 
like especially those last 20Ks when it was just about putting one foot in front of the other. That's what taught me these lessons of, okay, it's going to be fine. You've just got to keep moving, reassess, reevaluate, and keep pushing forward. And that's how I got through my Ironman run. I, I reevaluated everything. I reassessed. I was like, all right, this is what I need to do to get this done. Let's do it. Keep moving. And you just like, I've, I've learned such big things from each of my events it's insane. Um, like <clears throat> even I learned, learned so much about hydration in my first half Ironman. Like I didn't drink enough. I took cliff bars as food, which was a bad idea. Um, it was just too hard to eat on the bike. It was ridiculous. Should have just had gels. Yeah. I didn't drink enough. And then, you know, go halfway through the run and it, it, that's when I hit the pain cave. That's when I was like, right, this sucks. And I had the same, same thing in my second half Ironman at the start of this year. I got further through the race before it started to suck, but then I crossed the line and I was like, I have not had enough water and it was just bad. Like I felt like I was going to pass out and I couldn't stand up straight. Same as after my full Ironman, um, couldn't stand up straight, felt like I was going to black out. So I've learned lessons through each of these in, like main challenge, these big challenges in my life. I'm using events as examples, but there's also been training sessions where I've learned so much, learned so much about myself, so much about everything. And it's just like, for me, challenge is such a big part of my life. And I think a lot of people could benefit from having challenge be a a big part of their life too. Like it doesn't have to be fitness related. It can be anything you can like, you could do fucking word puzzles and shit. Like that's huge. That's a great way. Like you sit there and you put your mind through challenge and you, you have to, you know, try and I don't do word puzzles, but the crossword, like Sudoku, shit like that that's huge like i think those things are so beneficial in keeping you hot on your feet for me it's physical challenge i love it i just think you know by by doing something physically challenging you know most days of the week or something really challenging you know once a week it 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 keeps me in check it keeps my like it helps me i get have a good perspective on the world i know you know i know what i know what hard feels like and i know that you know a normal day is not hard it's not hard in comparison to feeling like you're going to fucking die on a ride and being, you know, three hours from home and having to ride back. Like you, you fucking suck it up and you do it. It's everyday life is easy compared to that. So I feel like it just teaches, teaches you so much. It's, it's worth. So if you're listening to this and you think that your life, you think that everything's going along smoothly, then start to try and introduce things that challenge you. Like, Pick something that you think sucks and just try and do it. Try and do it a little bit at a time and you will slowly push that line further and further. You will, you'll start to appreciate the little things more like taking your shoes off after a fucking long run and being able to put slides on and being like, oh, this is the best. Like you will appreciate the little things more and more each time. And it just gives you a whole new perspective on, on the world, on everything really. And like, yeah, that's... I will never like it's probably one of the best things I've learned. I'm so glad that I'm I'm annoyed that I didn't stumble upon, you know, challenge and endurance stuff earlier, but at the same time, I'm so grateful I've stumbled upon it when I have because I feel like I'm learning so much and I'm I'm you know 25 years old, so it's setting me up for um setting me up for life, which is fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, so I'm just going to quickly flick through my notes here. Have a look, see if there's anything I've forgotten. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what else? What other to- what other points do I have to add about challenge and thing? See, even to this day, I have such a good appreciation for water because of what it meant to me on that day when it was really fucking hot. Insane. Insane. Even like even on even yesterday i was like i cannot wait to be fucking running i can't wait to get off this bike seat because it was hurting a lot i was like i can't wait to not be sitting on it and yeah when i finished i was so grateful i was like this is the best i get to run now so nice you just get you get weirdly emotional about silly things but it's you know it's a good way to be far out so if yeah if you if you're looking for challenge you know pick something that kind of scares you a little bit and and launch into it yeah and you you'll slowly build you'll build your tolerance it's like 
it's like anything it's like it's literally like you can look at it like running or the gym you challenge yourself your body breaks down you adapt and then you overcome and it's just repeating that process rinse and repeat rinse and repeat even just you learn like you learn so much like even for example running at the moment for me is like even tra- all training at the moment for me is harder than what it was pre Ironman because at the moment I have just come off the back of a big event where I, I summoned all my men- mental capacity to you know train for I, I you know su- suffered for, for eight weeks and now it's like ugh, I can't be bothered like I'll get to halfway through a run and I'll be like I kind of want to stop and you know I. I have at times stopped. I haven't stopped the run, but I've stopped to just take take a little break because it's like fuck it. Like I, I'm just gonna stop. My, my mental my mental capacity is not there to try and push through all sorts of pain at the moment, and I am aware of that. So that's another thing too. I've become aware of when I need to push, when I need to push through things, and when I kind of need to stop. And I think my injury last year taught me that. Um, so yeah, at the moment I'm not pushing further than I need to push because I don't I don't need to I've you know I'm still I haven't hit a month yet after my Ironman so I'm still in that phase of trying to recover a bit and build up my um, my workload again so for me it's it's more about letting my mental capacity rest as well I don't if I don't need a push I'm not going to push because I don't need to that time will come when I ramp up for my next race so yeah I've I've learned I've learned that lesson, which is good. It's a good one to learn. I when did I think yeah, it applies to my it applied during my Ironman block too. Like there were times where I knew it wasn't necessary to push the you know, push myself mentally, but then there were times like that when James and I tried to go and ride um, you know, an hour away and it didn't work. I was like, All right, this is a mental training day, suck it up and use your mental mental toughness and train that, train that today. So yeah, there's a there's also a time and place because I think this is also a very important point. So pay attention. If you go through your training and you're feeling like every day you're summoning your mental toughness to push through it, like every day you're challenging yourself to push the limits, then it's it you're gonna hit a point where you can't do that anymore. I feel like I did that for years when I was um you know I was probably I was overtraining definitely when I was doing like back in the day I'd do like. 3F45 classes and go train at the gym for two hours or something and then I would um, train again in the afternoon for an hour or so and like that was bad that wasn't don't don't do that don't be doing that shit that's not smart not safe not not healthy so for me I would be suffering mentally like all day every day and then it got to the point where I was like oh my god like I, I was just frazzled I couldn't do it anymore and then I, I realized I had to change and slowly, slowly, you know, pull myself out of it and just flick my mentality around. And now it's like when I know I have the capacity, I know I can go dark. I can dig deep when I need to. I know I can lock myself in that pain cave and not come out for a long time if I need to. I've experienced that. I know I've done it before. I did it in the t- did it in two bays. I did it in my Ironman. You know, I've, I've been there. I can lock myself in there and I will be fine. But I don't need to lock myself in there every day because it's not going to be beneficial. It, 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 you need to, you need to allow, yes, allow yourself to recover. I feel like the, that mentality is a muscle and you need to treat it like a muscle. You can't punish it every fucking day and expect it to come back stronger. You need to allow it to, to rest and recover. You need to allow it to rest and recover before you... Um, sorry, I was just checking out what the fuck that noise was. You need to allow it to rest and recover so that you can go deeper and push for longer. And I feel like that's, you know, such a, I think that's such a valuable lesson that I learned through challenging myself. So many things I've learned is, have been through challenging myself mentally and physically. It's just, yeah. So I guess if I was to break it down simply into a few points, just to recap, challenging yourself mentally or physically just gives you such a strong appreciation for the little things in life. It will strip you down and show you who you truly are. It'll allow you to work through things with yourself that you never thought you would be able to work. It's good therapy. It's like talking to a microphone on a podcast that you've just made. It's great therapy. Um, it will 
like it it'll i guess adjust your perspective on other people it will push your challenge line further away so that you know your tolerance for for challenge will be be higher it's just it's i I just think so many people could benefit from it and it yeah it i i feel like that's probably one of the issues with society today is everyone has a problem with so many little things that you know cancel culture like someone might say something and everyone gets all huffed and puffed like don't get me wrong some some shit people say is pretty fucked up but like there might be little things that they say and everyone gets so in a huff about it and they you know tear this person down and they fucking try and ruin their lives but in the grand scheme of things that thing that person said they probably didn't they probably don't believe it they probably just need someone to you know be like hey you this is wrong. You can't can't say this. And they'll be like, oh, you're right, actually. You know, your perspective, my perspective has been shifted. And that's all it is. Whereas these people tear them down because I guess to them, what they see is like nothing against them. But to them, what they see is like, that's the worst thing you can do. Whereas I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of these people probably haven't experienced some fucked up shit before. So to them, that's the worst. That's the worst thing to them and that's why they go after it because what that person said is horrible and to them it's the most extreme thing you could do so i just feel like i feel like the whole world could benefit from some fucking endurance endurance events eh? i feel like everyone could um i had a point on the tip of my tongue in that too what i was talking about it was cancel culture people benefiting from um oh man I'm just going to pause so I can remind myself and you don't have to listen to me think. So for you, it has been a couple of seconds. For me, it has been a couple of minutes. I had to actually run it back so I could listen to my voice and think about what I was thinking about while I was talking. And I thought of what I was going to say. And it's another huge thing is I feel like you got to be really open-minded. Like you shouldn't be locked into your opinions. You shouldn't be locked in 100% ready to die for your opinions because like you can learn a lot from other people. So for me personally, like I have my opinions about things and it doesn't take much to like, it does take, it doesn't take much to change them, but that much has to be reasonable and it has to be, has to make sense, has to be logical. So for me, I'm always willing to listen. Like if I, if I, you know, believe something wrong and someone says something and it's kind of, they kind of like open my eyes, I will always be like, oh, you know what? You're actually kind of right. If, if they are right, obviously I'll be like, I'm going to take that into consideration. So I feel like Today, a lot of people aren't willing to listen to other people's perspective, aren't willing to open their eyes, ears, and mouths. Well, they are willing to open their mouths. They're just not willing to open their fucking eyes and ears. Um, They will just, as soon as someone says something they don't agree with, they'll just fucking go for the throat and try and cut them down instead of listening and coming back to it, you know, responsibly and reasonably. And it's, I think it's a problem. And I feel like the solution to all of it is challenge because challenge is good. Challenge teaches you things. It gives you, it opens your mind. It, it allows you to sit back and observe and then come in with an educated or reasonable, I guess, judgment of the situation. Or at least for me anyway. And Benjamin, Benjamino. He's going to have like 30 names by the time he gets on here. Um yeah, at least for, for myself and Ben anyway, that, oh, that's what we spoke about this morning. Like, you got to listen to other people. you got to observe to mould to, to mold your own opinion and you can't be willing to shut people out just because they have a different opinion to you. You have to listen to it. And I'm, I guess if their opinion's bullshit, then it's bullshit, fuck. But you can't hate on them for it. Jeez, you just got to accept it for what it is. Everyone's been through different shit, so everyone's you know perspective and opinion's going to be different wherever you go so simple as that really um speaking of benjamino getting on this this old podcast i don't know when i'll try and get him on I haven't even spoken to him about this so if he listens to this he'll hear this part and be like what the fuck um so i don't know maybe episode eight nine ten something like that depends if i can come up with shit to talk about hey because at the moment I do have a bit to talk about. I still got some pretty pretty big gnarly topics to cover off. I don't know what I'll talk about next week, but the week after I'll probably cover off the big one that no one knows about other than Caitlin. And I hope it, you know, I hope people get a lot of value out of it. Um, but yeah, so I do have some questions that I want to answer for today. So 
um, I got a, good, a real good one. This one's what, like, what is the, what was the most un, underrated factor or un, 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 underrated, yeah, underrated factor in my Ironman prep? And for me, it was realizing six weeks out or six weeks, probably eight weeks out that the beauty of hydration. So as I take a drink, um, for me, I am horrible or was horrible at drinking water while training and while not training. I was, I realized that, I realized that um, I was probably drinking like two liters a day while training and I was doing like 90 minutes morning, probably an hour in the afternoon. So I was losing a lot of sweat. So I was probably drinking two liters of water a day and I was like, this is fucked. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make use of my Garmin Connect app on my phone and I'm going to track how much water I drink in a day. And it was close. I think I drank two and a half liters and I tried to drink a bit more. So over the next, you know, up until my Ironman, I was like, I need to bump this up to three, four liters a day, four and a half on big days. And that's exactly what I did. And for me, that was a fucking game changer. Like I wear the whoop strap to track recovery. And for me, my recovery went, just went through the roof. My sleeps were better, better quality because I was hydrating more. For me, the hydration was huge and it I just couldn't believe it. Like, who would have thought that water actually is good for you? Like, what the fuck? So for me, that was huge and so underrated, like for me anyway. For some people, for most people, for most of the population, it would, was, it would have been obvious, but for me, it was underrated because I'd never really done it before. Um, so... That has slipped off so much post Ironman. Like at the moment, I am struggling to drink that much water. I think I've had a couple of days where I've had three liters. Otherwise, it's been less than that. A lot of things going on at the moment, and it's causing me to miss the mark on nutrition and hydration. Um, but hydration is always the fucking kicker. So I've got to try and pull that back in, pull that back up, and make sure I'm on top of it because it just, if you don't, feel properly while you exercise then it impacts on your recovery you have to recover harder and then if you're not doing things to recover harder after you've you know failed to recover during then it just drags the process out whereas if you drink properly if you drink your like electrolytes or you you feel properly while running especially if you're doing long runs or rides then you don't need to top up as much when you finish and your body can already start to recover from it. It just like it just makes fucking sense. And that's my biggest flaw at the moment. Because I just can't be bothered mentally dealing with all that shit. I'm just training and, you know, letting shit slide, which is not helping me in the recovery realm. So that's another cool fucking term anyway. Recovery realm. It's just not helping me. It's not helping me at all. So I need to get on top of that shit again and, you know, start pulling myself back in a line. Which I will. I will get there. So that was a good question. Um, another one, I think this one was a funny one. What's more degrading? Can it, what's a, what is the more degrading can of coke to receive at the finish line? The one that says princess or champ? Well, for me, I honestly think the more degrading would be champ or princess. I don't know. I feel like champ because princess, you could be like, it's ironic, dude. I'm a prince. Like, whereas champ, it's like you got your cop champ, and I just the thumbs up as well, champ. Good on your champ. Oh, mate, fuck that. I'd feel so demoralized. I I just I'd want to run the run backwards, and not yeah, not deal with it. So the more demoralizing would be champ. I'd be happy to take princess and smash that one down. Um, I don't know why, but it reminded me of something I was talking about with Ben today. It's talking about if your blood was started to flow backwards through your heart, I wonder if time would reverse and you would start going backwards. Like, I mean, if it's never happened before, we don't really know that it wouldn't happen like that. So if there are any scientists listening, probably not, but any scientists listening, give it a shot. See what happens when you run someone's blood backwards. If they run through their life in reverse, it'd be crazy. Speaking of reverse, if, if and like movie recommendations, I'm gonna fucking touch on that too because I can touch on whatever I want. It's my podcast, so if you haven't seen Tenet, watch it. It's on Netflix. It is wild. It's like uh, that dream movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Inception. It fucks with you so much. So if you're looking for something to watch, watch that. And if you are a big Marvel fan, like I'm, me and Caitlin are watching Loki at the moment. Like we've watched. 
we're well up to date with all the Marvel shit. Um, we're going to watch Black Widow next week, but we've, yeah, we've been watching the Marvel TV shows and they are so good. They, every episode you end, every, every episode they end and you're always like, fuck, why, 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 why do you end now? You can tell when it's coming to, cause it's like getting to a cliffhanger and you're like, it's going to fucking end and you start getting all mad and agitated and shit. And then it ends and you're like, motherfuckers. So that's a great thing. To, that's another great series to watch. If you're looking for shit to watch. Otherwise, I'm hanging on for the next comic episode of uh, Dragon Ball. It's coming out in a, a week or so, so I'm very excited for that. Love me Dragon Ball, as you all probably are fully aware of. Um, we'll touch on, if you guys want me to cover off certain shit, certain topics, I'll put up a question box on my personal page and the podcast page just to, I guess, collate ideas. But I do have some, some big bombs lined up to share with you guys and then hopefully i'll get get bent on that 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 podcast will be you know just nonsense but i do i do really just enjoy this i look forward to this time every week just talking trash um covering stuff off it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun just talking i yeah as i said i usually don't get to talk much like a lot of people i find myself getting i find myself i do get to talk but i find i do get cut off quite a bit because I do ramble on a lot like I was talking to I'm gonna take a drink Caitlin last night about it and I have a tendency like I can fucking hold a conversation with someone for a very long time by not letting them talk by just talking their ear off I'm very good at that I'm very good at just talking shit for a long time as a prime example is this podcast gone for over an hour I'm still rambling about nothing, really. If you think about it, I'm talking about talking. Like, it's nothing important. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't even know where I was going with this. What the fuck? I can talk. You know, I can talk. And it's very therapeutic, basically, is what I'm getting at. I enjoy it a lot. So, whether you listen or not, I'm going to keep doing these podcasts um, because they are like a therapy session for me. There was something else that I. So I had my cousin Joel's 30th last night and it was super fun, like ran into a bunch of cool people and one bloke was saying that he, you know, stopped stopped drinking as much a few years ago and probably drinks, you know, has three or four times a year where he'll, you know, have, have alcohol and like I've kind of adopted the same principle for, oh, I don't think I've had a proper, I don't think I've been drunk in a fucking long time since probably like before i was 21 or when i was 20 i don't remember i honestly nah since before i was 21 i think it would be like 20 maybe was the last time i was fucking proper drunk so i've adopted that attitude for the past few years and it's you know like he's he hit the nail in the head he goes i would prefer to have a bag of lollies and like some chips and a fucking soft drink than go out and get shit face because at least i'm there i'm present and enjoying the lollies and shit whereas when you're drunk you're not you just eat a bunch of shit and then feel like crap eat crap food and then you don't remember much of it or you don't feel it so i like that i like the snacks i like enjoying them and i would much rather do that than drink alcohol um where else was i going with this Oh man, I feel like I should also touch on the fact that I used to play footy for a few years, for quite a few years growing up. And I, you know, I did, did a little bit, didn't have a football career, but I used to play football quite a bit and did enjoy it. Um, and then I just, you know, maybe I should touch on that one episode as well. Who knows? Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap this bad boy up, wrap this bitch up in a nice bow and send it off to the podcast distributor realm where it will get sent out to your Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, fucking all the all the good podcast stuff. So, yeah, cool story, Hansel. Um, I have now committed to this, so it is not going to go anywhere, or at least for the meantime, I have some big topics. I want to tick off my topic list. Some big ones that I think a lot of people will be shocked about and a lot of people will enjoy. Um, And I hope 
by covering off these said topics that I can help a lot of people um, who may be experiencing some similar issues like that in their own personal lives because like oh, I was listening to a podcast with I think I think Matt Fraser yeah Josh Matt and Savan podcast and he was talking touching on that he's like now that he's retired from the CrossFit he can pass on things he's learned to other people and he's like why would I not want to pass on these things to these people why would I not want them to learn you know from the mistakes I made and be able to you know fast track things instead of going through making the same mistakes that I made why wouldn't I want them to just learn and skip that whole, you know, mistake making period and just jump forward? So I feel like I've had a lot of people like training with James has been a big thing. Nicola, my coach as well, like people like that have helped me skip making mistakes. Like, yeah, I've still made some, but by listening to them, I've avoided making so many more mistakes. So I think if I can help people by spreading shit that i've been through like sharing stuff i've done sharing stuff i've been through sharing the, the little processes of things i feel like i will help them I, I just i just want to help people you know learn and be able to push themselves further so yeah i'm going to keep doing this and until i get all the things i want to get off my chest off and then we will reevaluate. but i dare say i'm in it for the long haul because as i said i can talk motherfucker can talk So anyway, I will wrap this up. I hope you have a lovely evening, morning, afternoon. Enjoy your training session. Enjoy your car ride. Enjoy work. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing while listening to this. You could be taking a shit or having a shower. Who knows? I do all those things while listening to podcasts. So enjoy. If you have any feedback, drop me a message or like if you could rate and review, that would be fantastic. Or even share. If you could share the podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you make it this far, that is. I will know if you make it this far because Spotify has analytics and it tells how many people drop off. So if you don't finish this, I will know. So finish it, share it with your mates. Um, Yeah, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Anything I can improve on, I will be open ears because like I said, this is my third episode. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So any criticism is welcome. And I'm not a person who gets cut by it. I used to be, but not anymore because I've learned through challenge. Take things on board, listen, and, you know, make the appropriate changes. Anyway, I love you all, I guess, I suppose. I didn't know I was going to say that until I just said it. I'm going to leave it in. Um, Yeah, love you guys. Enjoy. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll speak to you next week.